0: Welcome to The Pain of Scale, the Notion podcast exploring the most critical challenges for venture-backed tech entrepreneurs along the startup, grow-up, and scale-up journey. Every two weeks, we speak to founders, experts, and venture capitalists from around the world about their experiences. And we are back. Hi, Stephen. How are you?
1: Yeah, Paul, I'm good. I'm good. I'm looking forward to the conversation.
0: Yes, and again in the studio. How awesome is that I can actually look at you, not through a camera for once. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, pricing it is today, correct?
1: Yeah, that's right. Look, we've talked about pricing a lot. And actually, today, we were just um, having a workshop with Patrick Campbell, who yes. recorded, he's done two podcasts. With two, us. yeah. And he uses a really apt phrase, you know, pricing is the ultimate exchange rate for value. Correct. And he also, he, he has such an incredible insight in terms of data, in terms of what's going in the world of SaaS. And on average, software companies update pricing about once every three years. Three years. It was, it was, there's a maybe. real kind of set and forget type of mentality. And, you know, if there's one thing that we really need to understand, it's, it's how do we create that fair exchange rate? Mm-hmm. And then how do we ensure that? As we deliver value to our clients, we can gain more value ourselves. And that's really hard to do. And especially at the early stage in the in the absence of kind of feedback from customers or 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 any kind of data. So I'm fascinated by this topic. It's a critical one. And I'm delighted today that we're going to be joined by Hannah Dawson. Now, Hannah is the founder and CEO of Futurly. And this is a platform designed to help small businesses better manage their cash and can maintain more control over their business through using artificial intelligence. Anna is a serial entrepreneur. She bought her first pub at the age of 26, 26. Yeah, that's and real. she wow. learned firsthand the problems of cash management as yeah. a small business owner, as, as did I. Yeah. I wasn't 26, but not far off. And it's very common, and the failure rates in small business are critical, and so she left that business, set up another software business, specifically then the one after that, mm-hmm. which is futurely designed to help small businesses around the world and have tens of thousands of companies on their on their platform wow. um, and really helping those organizations to manage their financial future. You know, and I wonder how you put a value on that. Hmm. And so we, we'll kind of jump straight into it. Hannah, first of all, I should say, welcome. Hello, hello. welcome, welcome. Exactly. welcome. Pleasure to be um, here. I want to jump right into the question of how, how as a software founder doing something so profoundly important, do you establish a price for a totally new product in the absence of information that helps you inform yeah. that decision?
0: Okay, well, the first thing I'm going to say is it's hard. <laughs> and so... I think we started, you know, when going back to when we I founded the business. Where do you start? Well, you look at who are you competing with, and we weren't competing with anybody per se. There were some reporting apps, their BI tools, that are typically for enterprise businesses. However, so we actually looked at Zero QuickBooks, like we were pulling their data in, and kind of realised quite quickly that because of them, the pricing that we could you know charge to our clients couldn't really be that much more. Than they were charging, which is hard, right? You know, we haven't got millions in the bank, millions and millions and millions. I certainly don't have in balance sheet. You know, I wish I did. And so, quite quickly, we realised that you know the actual, you know, the value driver for a small business to protect themselves and know they're okay. Well, that's really high, making sure your family's okay. However, without the knowledge that you know there could be fires burning in in their business, they're not aware of that. You know, they can't. The proven value hasn't happened yet because you're kind of carving this new world for them that their only benchmark was what came before in something you know tangential but it's something that they can relate to and so you know there's that 20 bucks a month thing it's you know something that we had to overcome but we quite quickly we were bootstrapped back in the day and we realized that actually how can we how can we scale efficiently? Small business is quite difficult to get to. And we realised that Xero and QuickBooks had accountants that they were selling to and they also had advisory directories. And so it gave us an opportunity from a pricing perspective to start making our average revenue per customer higher because we could bring more value to an accounting firm, do that one-to-many sell. So that actually gave us, it bought us time to be able to work out, well, what can we do going forward? Now it actually took us about two, two and a half years to work out what we're doing now with the new platform form which you know we didn't have back in the day when we started but that one-to-many piece particularly for a a, you know a startup you know if you can find that way so that you can actually drive your ARPU up then absolutely do that and that was the way that we managed to get out of that well zero only charges us x okay that's fine because this is a one-to-many.
1: Have you managed to quantify that value? In a way that you can help someone to see it's worth paying this to protect your financial future.
0: Um, we're we're guessing that actually, Patrick's. I'm a total fangirl of Patrick. I have to say, um, and some of his research on willingness to pay, I used and, and the, the surveys that he puts together. And so from our small business perspective, now we you know we had a lot of success through the accounting channel. And the first product, which is now Futurely Advisor, funnily enough, we've named it after those, our lovely um, channel, you know, we, we know what we're doing there. We've got a you know a great customer base there and we are reaching many, many small businesses because of them. However, my passion is still a small business direct, right? And with 50% still failing by year five, what are we going to do? So three years ago, the recent research, having actually, you know, Patrick's been doing this wonderful work for a really long time. And so I started surveying our direct business customers. And I was like, look, well, what is your willingness to pay for software that's going to help you in this manner? And one thing that that he didn't touch today in this session that we have, but it's the max diff technique in asking people questions, you know, one to five on one side and five to one on the other. And what was really interesting was that anything sub $10, they would just think that it's a load of (laughs) rubbish. (laughs) who knew you know great and actually that they were then and that was three years ago it's increased massively now but the amount of apps that they're using the non-financial integrations that they're using as well on average they were using between six and ten in their small businesses it's now in the tens of you know in a few years which is insane but typically they were looking between ten and thirty dollars per month is what you know they feel comfortable with and then they start to question the quality of it if it was less than that.
1: Yeah. And and it does make sense. You know, at what price you're just really concerned about it? And what price is it too high? What price is it too right? Of course, then we can experiment with what's the right price to start with, Mm -hmm. as long as we have a value driver that aligns to the value they're extracting. So how how do you think about that?
0: So with the platform, we've taken a bit of a different approach. And I know it might tee you up to maybe your next question, (laughs) Stephen. But for us to really scale and to, to break down barriers with small businesses, using Freemium as an opportunity for us to really get people in and using a product-led growth methodology, that's how we're approaching really assessing, well, where are those value drivers for our customers now with the platform that we've just launched? Different products that solve specific pain points. They're not vitamins, you know, daily cash flow management, future cash flow management, and then predictive decision making. Those three things brought together. What we understand from our small businesses now is that to be able to drive that first impact piece. Just really interesting listening to Jaco earlier, you know, that time to first value, if you think about it, time to first impact, it moves your head in a little way to how you're going to approach your customers. And so being able to experiment on the product side of things, being able to interpret their information into real words, that's been kind of the first port of call for us. You know, we really learned that those first value drivers and getting those repeat subscriptions from the small business side of our, our logos with the current product, the first product that we have, Advisor. We were struggling to, um, to hold on to our small businesses. They were using us for funding events, it was really numbers heavy, that was the feedback they were getting. You know, They needed an analyst or they needed a finance person to help them well, that's not going to help change the 50% failure rate. So real words is where we, we took a stand and said, that, you know, the new product has to do that. And then, you know, the product being able to nudge them into that first impact piece and them seeing their business in a new manner, that's where we're finding that those aha moments are happening way, way quicker than anything that's just numbers focused or dashboard based can do.
1: Yeah, I mean, which is just for context, so we're at our annual retreat, which is why Sorry, we've yes. spoken to Patrick Campbell. Campbell earlier. We've names. had Jacko <laughs> van der Koy as well. And And a couple of things that Patrick threw out that really struck me was one, that visualization of what tech companies think they're developing in terms of differentiated features and willingness to pay versus what their customers think. Absolutely. And we're often diametrically opposite. So we really need to be constantly testing and curious about
0: uh, Absolutely And, and it's just really interesting things like you know daily active usage and how long are they spending in summer. Actually I want them to spend as little time as possible in our platform I want them to read their news feed check off the things they need to do and get back to work but that's looking at the small business experience in a different way and also treating them as consumers because they're not we're not selling to enterprise we're selling to people so you know there's been a lot that we've taken in and a lot of research that we've done you know on the pricing on the value prop on the time to impact on the general ux and presentation of what we need to do to be able to really drive that market let's come back to the
1: freemium versus free trial i know this is something that you've looked at a lot
0: what's the difference
1: (laughs) how do i as a a founder, decide what the right thing to do is and, and what's your approach
0: so Again, lots and lots of research has been done by me scouring the internet for information. And I have to say freemium to paid conversion rates, metrics, what that means based upon your ARPU, whether you're a B2C, whether you're a B2B, even Patrick didn't have the answer for that today and he's going to try and do some research for us on it. It's just not readily available. What we do know is that if you have a freemium to paid model, if you convert into paid, they'll stick around you've proven it, okay, you've given them enough value in the freemium side of things. It also means if they downgrade, they're downgrading back to freemium they're not necessarily cancelling so you've got the opportunity to go back and actually nurture them again and say well what went wrong that last time we've had free trials in the past you know we started with a 30-day free trial like everybody did then we dropped it to 14 days and actually we thought well let's just experiment and we dropped it down to seven and our activations went up that that intensity period of going actually i've only got a short period of time to do this really did seem to, to impact so we've kind of with our freemium pl- play as well we've got a bit of a free trial piece so we're giving all of the pro features away from for 24 hours we're starting there we're going to experiment with it does it make any difference to have 24 hours not at all should some of the triggers you know and some of the functionality be just available do we shut it back down again I think that you know using again that product led growth methodology that joy and yearning to experiment will drive the answers so this time next year I'm sure I've got Different answers for you again, Stephen. I, I know That's you're a, where I'm I, at now. <laughs> I know you're a big fan
1: as well of, of Slack and people like Stuart Bathfield, yeah, yeah, and, and you, you used a lovely uh, reference. I think it was uh, last time we spoke about it, it. said, you know, if you ever see him, you're going to you're going to be so excited, you're going to rugby tackle him to the ground. <laughs> so hopefully he'll hear this. Like, and you know, and, next and next year's out. retreat,
0: Stephen. Yeah, that'd be great.
1: <laughs> good good challenge. um Look, They're rightly lauded for their product and the user experience and, and they, they really applied a lot of data and science to making that really, really effective. But they're also very, very innovative in terms of their business model yeah. and the virality and the network effect they've created. How, how are you applying that thinking to Futurly?
0: Um, about we're looking to you know to make sure that our customers become our army of advocates, and so we've taken an approach even from our org design that we've uh, stripped away those traditional marketing, sales, success departments, and we look at everything through our customer lifetime. So we have customer acquisition, we have customer activation, and then customer advocacy, activation slash adoption. However, you know all the A's anyway, lots of CAs, and whether that's direct, i.e. you've bought from the web, you know that our marketing site you've activated your freemium what are we doing at all of those different data points to understand first of all what's the golden path of the typical customer then delving deeper per industry vertical for instance and how can we activate better interestingly estate agents seem to be an interesting vertical for us at the moment just bizarrely who knew so, so that's one thing that, that we're doing but i would also say that the referrals mechanism that we've got inside the application. is really, really key. And we're also baking gamification into it too. So another piece of the puzzle that's being worked on at the moment is the Hive, which is not a paid for product, but it's, um, we've we're building a community to stop the silos for our small businesses. I know I experienced it when I had my pub, and I, I just felt that I was alone a lot of the time. I didn't have anybody that I could speak to. I joined my professional bodies, but just felt like I wasn't getting the answers that I needed. And to be able to actually just feel like I had the confidence to say to the pub or the restaurant or the cafe down the road, "Can you talk to me about your wage percentage? What are you hitting at the moment? And you know, what's your food GP? And how are you this supplier?" But you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Those sorts of questions. That's what. We want to be able to bring answers to our community, as well as the ability to, you know, have tasks performed for them if they want to. Small businesses need advice from not just accountants; they need HR advice and legal advice and digital advice. And so, at that time and point, we want to make sure that they're supported. You know, the the punt, the bet—it's not built yet—but the bet is that actually that community will end up being the biggest value driver within our business. If we nail that. We'll have nailed the whole thing because the flywheel then starts to happen. Because if we have advocates, well, then they start the acquisition process through referrals. So, you know, it's really difficult with small businesses because, of course, you're not hitting a big enterprise and in the marketing department and then the sales department use you and so on and so forth, like Slack did. So we've had to approach it in a really, in a different manner. Also, financial apps are not typically habit forming. So, you know, again, that. What behaviour do we want to drive within our small businesses that use us? Those are the questions that we've been trying to answer.
1: And with the incredibly, wonderfully curious mind you have, you're going to keep on asking questions. When when I say
0: to my team, I've had an idea, they all jump into the closest hedge. You know, it's just...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Startups are an endless experiment. Indeed. So like, I know you're in final pricing testing for the for the platform. So what does the what do the next few weeks look like for you?
0: The next few weeks look like a scant sleep. I'm gonna, you know, hedge my bets with that. because um, the platform's going properly live to the world, um, we think from next week. At the moment, you know, people are still registering to get early access and which is great. So we've got a big old list, uh, thousands and thousands of small businesses are registered, which is amazing. But yeah, we're going live. So heart in your mouth moment. See if that all of that product led growth will work and all of the data points that we're looking at. And hopefully we'll have some really great stories pretty soon.
1: Wow. I'm sure there will be some great stories. Hannah, thank you very much indeed. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Remember, you can find an in-depth write-up of this interview, along with the dozens and dozens we've done, on the Notion website at notion.vc under resources. If you like the show, please subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify and Google Podcasts. Thank you.